Welcome to the Veteran Founder Podcast on the Startup Radio Network. Starting a company allows you to be back in control. The weekly show that brings together military spouse and veteran founders who are doing remarkable things in the business world. I can't imagine there's anything out there stronger than the bond that military and veteran entrepreneurs have. We'll hear their story, the story of their business, and lessons learned. Joy can override the worries and depression. Here are your hosts, Carmen Nazario and Josh Carter. Hey, what's up, everybody? I am your host, Josh Carter. Uh, we have been gone for a long time. I apologize for that. Obviously, there are so much to talk about. I'm, and we're back with our host, our co-host, Carmen Nazario. Carmen, how have you been? Hello, everyone. It's good to be back with Josh again. Josh, uh, I am doing well, and um, you and I have a lot of catching up to do since we haven't uh, uh, done any podcasts since, I believe, last spring. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. And a lot has happened since last spring. And obviously, you know, we're we're on a call. We're doing this remote. Uh, It can be challenging. I wish we were all in the studio together, Uh, but it it is what it is. Um, Such interesting times we live in right now. Yes, it's, it, it is. And um, I know there's a lot of people being affected by this, and my heart really goes out to so many people. Um, it, uh, it's kind of like our world has just uh, changed so much, and we're fighting an invisible enemy worse than World War II. It's, because uh, it's invisible. Yeah. It's been fascinating to watch. What What are some of the things you, I know you have family, what are some of the things you've been doing to uh, to stay safe during this time? Well, um, we, uh, of course, uh, I'm still running my company and we had to have all of our employees uh, start working from home. We were prepared for that. And the type of business I have, most of my employees, can work from home, um, even at the corporate level and even at the federal government. Uh, there were some adjustments to be made for some of our federal employees who are at uh, federal um, agencies and, and sites. Uh, so it, it's turned out that so far uh, we haven't had to lay off anybody. I thought I'd share that because... Um, you know, it's always uh, a difficult thing to go through that. Uh, my family, um, they're all in working from home, um, and uh, everyone is okay. How about yours? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been interesting. You know, of course, I have uh, a little one, and then uh, two other uh, boys that are teenage. So it's been it's been uh, it's been interesting. Our house is not terribly huge, so. Uh, you know, with the weather turning this week, it's, we're feeling a bit of the cabin fever. But I think overall, we're in good spirits. I think everybody's, you know, understandably anxious about what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. And uh, and so we've been um, we've been doing everything we can to just focus and uh, patient with each other, and just understand that this is going to. We don't know how long this is going to be uh, sort of persisting. So we've been uh, doing everything we can to just sort of. Focus on what we can focus on. Yeah, and, and you know, it's a day-to-day thing uh, for everyone. Uh, and to be honest with you, I've decided uh, I don't want to watch the news too much anymore. Probably because, a good decision. You know, 
Yeah, it's just like there's only so much you could look at. Like you wanted to be aware of what the governors, um, I think it was on Monday that our Washington state governor kind of put in, um, you know, he went on the news to say people need to work from home. And so uh, that was sort of an ultimatum for a lot of folks. But definitely um, it's a day-to-day thing. But the good news is that I believe that this is being addressed at a worldwide level in terms of folks coming out to to see if they could come up with a vaccine. And so you would think the best scientists and doctors in the world are addressing this. And I'm just praying for a cure, you know. Um, I, I'm thinking they'll want to, I know companies that are trying to come up with treatments, not just a vaccine. And so from that perspective, it is, you know, there's hope. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to a friend, and and this seems like our generation's polio, right? Like when polio hit the United States and the world, it was an equally uh, catastrophic pandemic. I mean, it killed hundreds of thousands of people, and uh, and now of course we have a vaccine. Um, same with chickenpox, like all of these things that have been very detrimental. We've been able to find vaccines, and science has been very helpful, obviously, and in helping to mitigate the spread. And, and I feel like we're going to get there. Uh, I think to your point, watching the news doesn't necessarily make us any less anxious. I think we have this added element of social media that sort of adds to this uh, increased anxiety that people feel. Um, so uh, yeah, at our house, we do what we can to unplug. Uh, when the weather was nice last week, what we did a lot of was do a lot of yard work. Uh, we spent a lot of time getting the yard ready for the warm weather, which was nice. It was therapeutic. We've been spending a lot of time doing family movies, which has been great. We've been catching all up on a lot of movies that we didn't get a chance to go see at the theaters. And, of course, now all the theaters are closed. So uh, what's nice to see is some, some movies are coming out and they're going into home theater uh, about the same day, which is great. Uh, so we're trying to find things that, uh, uh, you know, craft things around the house. My daughter's sick, so we spend a lot of time drawing and painting and, and doing various crafts. Um, but, yeah, it's just nice to be able to unplug sometimes and just connect with family. Um, we've been FaceTiming a lot of our friends. I put out uh, a notice on, on my Instagram feed that uh, if you haven't gotten a random FaceTime from me, you will. And so I've just been randomly FaceTiming friends. It's been great to just reconnect with people that I haven't seen in a long time. So I think we're going to get through this. It's really an anxious time. People just have to find ways to, to distract themselves from, from what's happening. But ultimately, you know, we're, we're all going to get through this. Uh, you mentioned your company. Um, what are some of the things as a business owner you're doing to sort of w- ride this out? Like, what, what are some of the resources you're looking at? Or, or what are some of the things as a business owner you're doing to, to ensure that your business is going to be able to survive this crisis? Right. Well, we're just making sure um, that uh, we can, we don't have to lay anybody off. Um, And uh, in our case, so far, we haven't been impacted, um, even though some of the industry, some of our customers, which are a huge enterprise, have been impacted, including the aerospace business. 
which is uh, one of our customers, uh, is in the aerospace business. So we do watch that closely because the impact would be, okay, are we going to get paid so that we can pay our uh, employees? So we're watching cash flow. We're watching anything, any expenses we can cut. We had we had been prepared. It's interesting because back in February, um, I think the end of February, I was talking to my um, network guy and I said, you know, I want to buy some extra VPN licenses in, in the event um, my employees, um, we only had five and I bought five more, which, um, you know, it took about a week to get it all done. Well, m- we were prepared when they said, Everybody has to work from home um, because my management and administrative team uh, then were able. We had uh, bought computers for the, for all of them, laptops because we have the desktops and the laptops. And then with the licenses, we were ready to go when this all came up um, earlier in the week. In fact, I I um, went in last week and last uh, it'll be almost two weeks ago. I said you can all work from home. Uh, just to minimize any exposure for them and to protect them, you know. So that's that's how. Uh, so I felt we were prepared, you know. Um, and then, uh, you know, I I know there's all kinds of helps out there for uh, businesses, uh, loans, and I guess I would encourage everybody who can apply to apply um, because um, um, it there's. There's just so many small businesses. Everybody's business, small, medium, and large, is impacted by this. Yeah, definitely. And I know you mentor a lot of companies as well. What are some of the things that you've been telling your founders uh, to look out for and and to uh, and what to do during this downturn? Because you've you've seen these before. You went through the 2008 downturn. You went through the you know, 9-11, the impact that had on our economy. So right. you've seen this already, right? So what are right. some of the things that you're telling Salary so that they I, can get through this? Right. So this is a time for innovation, meaning even before they started making those um, masks with a cloth, um, I know you've seen that. I, I was sharing with someone, oh, you can't buy any masks because even when I went to Africa in February, uh, the day before I left, there were no masks at the stores. And I thought, oh, this is a good time where somebody can come up and maybe create washable masks as, a, you know, uh, in, in, and folks are doing it. They're sewing and all that. But this is a time to look at a problem and, and, and figure out, well, how could this be addressed? You know, like now, for instance, in our company, we had um, we had a huge project we did for a customer a couple of years, and it was all remote work. And I had people in Florida. At the peak of the project, there was 20 people. But we had devised tools and how we were going to do it, uh, the methods and, and procedures. And so... Right now, I'm in a position to launch that service um, to other customers in the sense that we have a case study, we've proven it, it works successfully. So that is one way, you know, to kind of see how we're going to move forward. Because I think even even when if they find a cure uh, or vaccine, 
I think our lives have changed forever in, in this sense, because what if there was another type of um, virus that came up that we weren't prepared for at all? So for the average business people, or not the average, for small business, I think there is also an opportunity to do uh, look at what type of federal opportunities are out there. The federal government is injecting a lot of money into the economy, and that will generate um, uh, procurements in uh, FedBiz. They change the site where you look at, you look for uh, procurement opportunities. And I mean, I've received all kinds of emails for all kinds of things um, that I don't do. Uh, but soliciting um, things just because I am in the federal contracting site. So it is um, for people that are in construction. I'm sure the VA, um, the VA and other folks, I had seen something where the VA was trying to put up um, kind of mobile types of um, uh, shelter type. And so, uh, so that's where to go for the opportunities. I think, okay, where is the money flowing into? What is the need? What can I do to come up with a creative solution for this need? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I run a, you know, you and I both know, I, I run an accelerator uh, called WeWork Labs is for WeWork. And one of the constant things that I'm hearing is, is not just the impact this is taking on business, but the mental toll, right? I, we're all anxious. We're all not sure how long this is going to last. Loan programs are great, but they could be doing long-term effects, right? Having a long-term impact where that money's due and we don't know how long this is going to last. What are some of the things that you're talking to founders about as it pertains to how they deal with this as a founder? Being a CEO is a lonely endeavor to go through anyway, but now, now that we're isolated from each other, it's even worse in some respects. What are some of the things that you've done in the past or that you're doing today to kind of help mitigate that loneliness and get through these anxious times? Well, to be honest with you, I haven't really talked to other folks, uh, you know, other company owners for a while. Um, mm -hmm. But um, but if I did, I would say exactly what I just talked about, you know. Yeah. Um, I... Uh, um, in terms of uh, lonely times, <laughs> uh, well, um, I, I, I've been on with my team. We've been, you know, talking about uh, the thing with us. Uh, we've been talking probably a couple of times a week on different issues. You know, this is my um, management team, uh, my senior management team. And uh, even yesterday, we were uh, on a topic, on a creative idea. And so um, I think even though, you know, it looks almost like the economy as, is at a standstill, there is organizations um, doing all kinds of things. Um, uh, well, I know of a couple, at least, because I'm involved with them. And uh, uh, like, for instance, um, the there is an organization called Women in the Cloud, and they have um, uh, it, it's for entrepreneurs who have cloud solutions. And actually, I just got selected for a, a six month program they have, and Microsoft is one of their partners. And so um, they are still 
now they had to turn their training into digital training over the internet and um, and they're still moving forward there's another organization i belong to they're still doing uh i received an email on that if i want to enroll to a training and uh, i am sure there are all kinds of um government uh i haven't looked at the sba uh, or SCORE, or these, uh, you know, there's all kinds of numerous organizations uh, to support entrepreneurs and business owners. And uh, because I've been a bit busy with my own business, I haven't had the time to look. But the thing is, for us, we need to go explore what's out there. And with the internet, I mean, you can, there is all kinds of things you uh, can find out about. Um, in terms of um, even if you need support as a CEO, you know, I'm sure there's probably uh, groups. Um, but um, yeah, but, but we, uh, as, you know, as a CEO, I just kind of work very closely with my team to bounce out ideas. That's what I've been doing currently. Yeah. That's great. Great advice. You know, uh, there was a, there's a really good, um, website out there that is being kind of passed around on Twitter right now. And it's the, uh, it's a, just sort of like the one place where people can find a lot of information. And if you use bit.ly at all, uh, you go bit.ly forward slash COVID-19 capital relief. You go on that website and it takes you to an app sheet, which is basically just, um, it came out of the uh, Duke school of business. And when you uh, when you click OK on that, it's an entire dashboard of, uh, and you can change it from just grants, just loans, regional, national relief, or global relief, and it'll start to whittle you down into what resources are available in your area. So if uh, if the folks listening right now are worried about where they can find the different resources, it's a great sort of centralized place, and new things are being added all the time as new programs are are being realized or being created through this. In the state of Oregon this morning, I was on the phone with uh, the governor's economic development uh, team, their council, and uh, Business Oregon is reallocating funds into a bunch of different things to help uh, mitigate um, the, the crisis for business owners. Uh, or OCF, which is the Oregon Community Foundation, uh, they've created an emergency fund for businesses that just need to help make payroll every month or to mitigate just infrastructure costs. I know that uh, what came out of the call as well today was that the uh, governor of Oregon is creating a what will likely be a $10 million fund to help small businesses ride through this. I think what, what, uh, what's causing a lot of anxiety for uh, founders is that these are all great mechanisms to help them ride through this crisis, but certain loan programs may just be causing a greater issue long term. So if you have a love, if you, so this is a great sort of um, thing for founders to take heed. If you are sort of back yourself in a corner, you're running out of cash, you're wondering where you're going to get some money to help ride this, this out, you want to be really careful because you could be doing more damage later on to your business if you put yourself in a situation where you get capital, and that capital comes with strings later down the road. You may be helping yourself short term. But when that loan comes, uh, that capital call comes in, uh, you may you may not have the money to to uh, to fulfill that obligation, and you'll be doing more harm later. 
So you want to be careful and look out for these different things. SBIR is a great way. Um, the Air Force just had uh, just closed their latest SBIR. I know of a few founders in Oregon that got the first phase, the fifty thousand, um, and then um, the SBAR or the SBA has a de- disaster relief fund. And I was told last week alone, uh, Oregonians or Oregon, Oregon business owners, uh, there were thirty thousand applications for the SBA. So we're really putting a lot of pressure on infrastructure right now. And uh, and what I've been telling founders is there's two things that founders should be worried about right now. One is their burn rate, you know, finding ways to really, really turn that burn rate into something that's very lean. And then also on the other side, the other thing is revenue, right? And and that could be just getting customers to pay for your platform and or services. It could be finding licensing deals, um, all different ways to, to put money into your business. But to your point earlier, where you're saying this is where innovation comes in, I agree. I think this is where not only are we going to worry, we're going to try to find different things that work and uh, different ideas and innovation that comes out of this crisis. But I think we're going to, most founders that come out of this are going to learn a lot about their res- resiliency, their ability to ride out the crisis. And I think you know, ultimately the ones that come through this are, are going to become better founders overall. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, it, I don't know if there's a way to post all of those sites through um, NetSpace that you talked about. Um, I know even with the SBA, I thought I had seen somewhere there was zero interest rate um, or, you know, kind of read about those. And, and I think there's some grants. I think the folks that might be in a really tough position are folks who are like 1099s that they're not really working for a company, but, you know, like a masseuse or who works independently and they may not be able to apply for those types of loans. So uh, that, that is um, a tough spot, you know, because I, I had to cancel all my massage appointments and, and my masseuse is sort of an in, independent yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, yeah, I, I think about those types of folks, they, they may not qualify for any type of loan program, but yet they're their own business. Yeah. And so, uh, I don't know how we can advocate for them or lobby for them for resources, financial resources. Oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. There are a lot of people that work on a 1099 or they're, they're, client-based type of uh, company. And what was nice to see is there are, uh, that came out of the CARES Act that was just signed by the House today. It was passed by the Senate, obviously, uh, on Wednesday. The House passed the CARES Act today. It's going to go to the president. president said he was going to sign it. Um, in there is some relief for uh, folks that do things like Lyft or Uber or Instacart or Postmates and some of the gig economy type of workers. So hopefully uh, that those funds are deployed very quickly. One thing that I did want to cover, and then I know we got to get to our first break, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the, the mental health piece of it. I wanted to give people uh, a phone number because it's really important. Um, it's not my personal phone number, but you're more than welcome to call me if you need to talk at any time. But there's a uh, veteran and civilian crisis line, and I want to give this out on this podcast because um, I've been receiving a lot of feedback from founders. I had one founder over at dinner on uh, on Tuesday night because um, they were just really struggling uh, with 
being alone, not having family around. I know we're not supposed to have people over, but this was a really special circumstance, and I was happy to have them over and uh, and give them exposure to, to family and friends and a good cooked meal. But uh, if you're really struggling, and I know a lot of folks are, there's a phone number to call. It's uh, 1-800-273-TALK. Uh, I'll say it again. It's 1-800-273-TALK. If you're a veteran, uh, you just press 1, go right in uh, to, to talk with somebody. Um, but it is... Uh, it, the the website, if you're if you're not familiar, is called findtreatment.gov, and so it sounds very much like a you know substance abuse, but it is a very much a mental health line as well. So, highly recommend those that are struggling that just want to talk to somebody, uh, go and use that one eight hundred two seven three talk. I think we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we have uh, two commercials for you, and we'll be right back. So stick around. We'll be right back. CPA Dudes, where accounting is never boring. Their price is not based on time. Instead, customers decide what to pay them. They don't charge you for sending invoices, phone calls, emails, texts, or meetings. They just get the damn job done. Find them at cpadudes.com slash startup radio. Today's episode of The Veteran Startups is brought to you by Publicize, a deconstructed PR subscription service which generates effective visibility for your business. For instance media relations. Publicize handles all communications with the media and any content required to do this, press releases, editorial pitches, etc. And they offer a wide range of PR products and abilities out of which you can construct the PR package right for the future of your business. Check them out at publicize.co and tell them Carmen and Josh sent you. Carmen and I were talking a little bit about you know, resources that are out there for you as a founder, resources just as, you know, as a person, but also just trying to find different things that, uh, and resources out there that you can use to, to, uh, just ride this out. It's, um, you know, it's really tough. It's, it's tough out there. Carmen, um, how, how have you been, uh, just as, uh, like, what if, I don't know what else, uh, to cover here, to be quite honest. Okay. What else, well, you, uh, actually, what do you, uh, see, what else do you want to talk about? Yeah, so actually I was talking, but I don't know if you heard. I thought we were on the air, so I I thought it was really great that you provided that phone number because there are a lot of folks that can be impacted with depression, particularly any of our vets that have been to war and came back and now have to go through this and maybe lost their jobs. So perhaps we can announce that phone number again. And one of the things I was asking, which which I don't know if you heard or not because I wasn't sure if we were back on the air, was that um, I have not really uh, looked too much to see what's going on on our military bases. I mean, I know that the National Guard has been deployed, but what are uh, they doing on the military basis? Have they had people stop working and stay home as well and only kept the essential types of, you know, services in the military? Do you know anything on that subject? Yeah, so let's let's do the phone number again. Uh, it's 1-800-273-TALK, and you just press 1 if you're a veteran. It'll take you right into uh, counselor right away. Um, yeah, as far as I know, I've talked to a few people at Joint Base Lewis McCord up there in Washington, and uh, unless you are on uh, house, uh, if you are um, on base housing, uh, an immediate family, you're not allowed to uh, explore. Like you just sort of 
Um, they're doing a stay, stay in place shelter type of thing. Um, the military members are going to work, but they're doing distancing. Um, the Navy ships that are deployed, obviously, the Theodore Roosevelt had Fort Davis, a uh, small outbreak on that ship. Uh, but to put it in context, the Theodore Roosevelt has more than 5,000 sailors on that boat, so it's a pretty big boat. It's 24 cases, um, pretty small in, a, in that context. But I know that uh, the Navy's been doing everything they can to ensure that, yeah, like, no, if there's a, a boat at port, uh, there's no outside visitors allowed on the ship right now. So they've been taking extra steps. I've also been in contact with some folks out in the Pentagon, and they're just reevaluating as the situation uh, becomes worse in different areas. So I think in some places where the pandemic was uh, or is a little worse, there are far more restrictions, like on the West Coast or on the East Coast. Um, yeah, I, I think overall, as much as they can, they're trying to maintain mission readiness. They're trying to maintain some sort of normalcy, as we all are. And uh, and they're trying to do what they can to to um, mitigate the spread amongst their ranks. Yeah, and then in terms of the um, National Guard being deployed, how are they being used? Right now, from what I understand, they're being used to help build temporary hospitals in different states that are asking for it. So like Washington State, I believe they're uh, building temporary uh, shelters for hospital beds. In other areas, um, they're not, they're definitely not used for policing. And I know a lot of people were wondering about that, about if the National Guard was going to be enforcing lockdowns or enforcing stay at home orders in different states. I know that, uh, from what I'm hearing, that's not the case. They are not there for some sort of paramilitary, um, agenda for policing. They're there to support infrastructure, their support, the medical staff. Uh, they're there just be there to to help with the infrastructure stuff. That's great. Yeah, yeah, because I thought they were um, kind of being released for policing. I really didn't know. And yeah. um, it, but uh, I see they're just supporting um, the frontliners. So, yeah. um, you know, recently I had been watching, I love documentaries on war, particularly World War Two, and I was watching um, this documentary um, on Netflix, and it was about the uh, battle, Britain's air battle against uh, against the Germans in 1940, and it, it, it was so well done. But the the thing was that uh, Britain was outnumbered by its enemy, the Germans. And it almost looked like they were going to be wiped out, but they were able to prevail. And, you know, during that time, uh, Winston Churchill, uh, he, I mean, if England hadn't had Winston Churchill, uh, they probably wouldn't have survived. Because when you look at him, he was such a cheerleader, uh, bringing hope and and just encouraging, and they were not going to give up to the Germans, because that's what the Germans' strategy was, that if they could bomb England, England was going to surrender. And I look at all this, and I see, okay, this is an analogy for now. You know, we've got this mm. invisible enemy and we are going to prevail we are not going to surrender to this disease we're going to prevail even though it looks like we're outnumbered because back then the the royal air force had the i think it was the spit uh the spitfire it's this this little 
fighter plane and the the Germans had thousands of planes and at one point the Brit Britain only had um a few hundred I can't remember but they were almost outnumbered by three to one from what I remember from the documentary mm-hmm. and so um and then it was you know uh uh Roosevelt who would encourage the American folks with his radio talks and, and he would say, um, you know, the thing we need to fear is fear itself, you know? So I think that is the mental attitude that we need to take on now and be reminded of these things that we've overcome. And so, um, um, I don't know. I just thought I'd share that because I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I really love to watch all of those, uh, all of those battles, and and they have so many. They have so many new documentaries um, on Netflix, and and they're really inspiring to me. Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. I I watched um, the movie Midway the other day, and you know, being a Navy guy, I obviously love watching. Like, the Longest Day is one of my favorite movies ever, but Midway is a great story of you know what we did very similarly. You know, we were outnumbered, we were outmatched, we were, uh, we had we'd just been hit at Pearl Harbor and all of our battleships were gone. We, uh, we had not as many planes as the Japanese did. Um, and Midway was a battle that turned the war in the Pacific. It was really this very focused, um, strategic, we just utterly failed from, from an intelligence perspective with Pearl Harbor. And we learned a lot of things from that incident uh, that we took going forward in the war. And, and Midway was an opportunity to to find leaders in in this in this war. And um, Admiral Nimitz, um, uh, Admiral Spruance, and uh, Admiral Halsey, like all these folks together combined to to really uh, come up with a, a great strategy and believe in the intelligence uh, of where Jap- Japan was going to go. I love that message where it's, you know, listen to the great folks that are leading or that have a great message uh, around. There's three books I'm reading right now uh, kind of going on the subject. There's um, Dare to Lead, which is a great book by uh, Bren, Brene Brown. Uh, right. lead, really good book. Uh, it was given to me by uh, a founder. And, um, it's, you know, the, the on the cover, it just says brave work, tough conversations, hold heart. Oh, whole hearts and it's a uh, daring greatly at rising strong at work, which is a great book. I highly recommend if you're a founder trying to find ways to fill the time, but you want to better yourself. A really good book. Uh, dare to lead by Brene Brown. The other one is, um, lead yourself first. And that one's by, uh, Raymond Kethledge and Michael Irwin. Really, really good one as well. Inspiring leadership through solitude, both really, really, really good reads. The last one um, that I'm reading is How to Be Well, The Six Keys to Happy and Healthy Life by Frank Lidman, uh, Dr. Frank Lidman. But all three of those books are just great reads right now. Yes, and I'm familiar with Renee Brown. I actually read some of her books. She um, she teaches on shame, and she has a great pod, uh, uh, podcast, not podcast, Ted's um, Ted's. Uh, podcast out there that is uh, really good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I heard about her book and I wanted to get it. I read the first chapter on Amazon, 
But those are uh, books that I would want to read as well. And that's interesting that you knew all the Admiral names. I just got to see the new release of Midway um, in February. And uh, that was, uh, I don't know when it was released, but I saw it on the plane. I actually was uh, going to um, Kenya in February. And so, uh, you know, once I saw it, in, in that it was available to us right away, I wanted to see it because I, I've seen the other version years ago, which I think was with Gregory Peck um, back in, I don't know mm-hmm. if it was the, the 60s. It's wonderful. And then I did go to San Diego and go on that midway. My goodness, it was like a little, uh, a, a small city or a big city. It was amazing to just be <laughs> yeah. on it and and take pictures. And I jumped on on the fighter plane and had somebody take a picture because I, I wanted my family to see it. And I want to create yeah. that in, image in my spirit that says, I'm a fighter, you know, and that's why I sit on this fighter plane. And actually, that's what we have to be. We have to, you know, sometimes take on an internal image that we are like those great fighters during battle time. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, you know, the Hornet, which is part of this battle as well at Midway. Uh, it's docked over in Alameda, California, and you can go uh, check it out. It's a really interesting tip. Um, totally unrelated, but uh, one year, I, I used to work at Twilio. One year, we had our all-hands meeting. Uh, we do a, do a yearly meeting, and we had our all-hands on the USS Hornet. It was really cool to be, you know, have, have been a Navy vet or been in the Navy be on this ship during uh, a time when I'm trying to help this startup grow. It was really cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I love uh, naval history. I think there's a lot of lessons. I think a lot of um, different uh, battles, a lot of different campaigns um, teach us lessons about not only ourselves, but as entrepreneurs, how to get through adversity, um, how, to, how to be resourceful. And uh, it's funny, I posted something this morning, in fact, that you know, a lot of venture capitalists right now, a lot of funds, they're f- turning their attention to their portfolio companies. And that's the right thing to do. They want to survive. They want those companies to survive uh, during this time. Um, but I think what's being overlooked are founders that have been uh, in in the military in the past or even military spouses who are extremely resourceful. They, uh, they've always, throughout their entire military career, they've been doing more with less and they, they just know how to get the job done. So I've, I've been, uh, you know, I started, I don't know if you know this, but I started a venture fund here in Oregon called 1859 Ventures, uh, early pre-seed fund for, for startups in the state of Oregon. But, um, I've been encouraging my peers to, to really take advantage of this time and start looking at veteran founders and military spouse founders, because I think. You know, they are absolutely going to be the safest bet uh, for for new money being deployed out uh, because they're of all of the companies out there. I firmly believe veteran founders are going to get through this no problem. Yes, uh, yeah, I I think uh, you know, like you said, the qualities, the resilience that our veterans have, and certainly um, you know those books that you talked about and the leaders of the past. Their stories, you know, it's kind of kind of interesting, you know, to even read, you know, the stories because 
from my perspective. I, I mean, there's all of these books I want to read, like the biography of, you know, Winston Churchill and other folks. And I want to know what made the great greats to become the leaders uh, that they were that made a difference in the world mm-hmm. at, at that particular time in the world. So uh, it's it's good, and so I feel, Josh, that we didn't know about this new venture, eighteen fifty nine funds. I think that you and I will have to do virtual lunch over a Zoom meeting, so that <laughs> we can, you know, get our lunch out and do a Zoom meeting and I love it. virtual lunch to catch up, just you and me. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, it's just like. Um, we we don't know, you know, I had a friend call me, hey, Carmen, this is all over, let's go to lunch, and uh, I, you know, go, let's, but yet, because we yeah. want to be, uh, caution, we, you know, uh, abide by the advice given out, because there was all these crazy people out on the beach, young people, and, and you know that was kind of crazy, and uh, they they just don't know what kind of r- risk and exposure they put themselves on. But um, it's definitely, I think that you know this scenario of on a day to day basis is like uh, seeing what's happening, what's uh, what's announced, and. I feel that we can just kind of uh, think, look at uh, things on a day-to-day basis and try to do sort of discovery of what else can we do or or uh, what idea we have that we can put forth um, to just address the, the times. To me, the greatest ideas are ideas that are not only going to help you personally as a um, business owner but that can help other folks move forward as well yeah yeah absolutely yeah Yeah, i I, it's you know we were talking earlier in the in the broadcast here about innovation that's really going to come out of this that's going to change perspective we've we've had uh, a few companies in our program uh specifically there's there's one in particular that's fascinating which is a company called ao air and they have a face max a face mask that doesn't require a seal. Basically, it goes over your face, and uh, there's fans on either side that collide in front of you on this face mask, and they push the pollutants out. And it's uh, wow. five times more effective than an N95 mask. The challenge is, because of the disruption to all the supply chain, they've not been able to get this thing out yet. And so they're really for, for, you know, trying to find ways to get these things out, they released their pre-sales. Pre-sales went really well. They're originally talking about getting this out in August, but they're really pushing to try to get this out sooner. They're featured uh, in. They went to CES in January before everything blew up. BBC wrote an article about them. Wired, all these great uh, articles were uh, you know were, were written by them, and uh, and it's just you know WeWork's doing a lot to to help amplify their message, but. Yeah, there's just so many incredible companies that are coming. Even, even if, um, you know, there's one company up in Seattle uh, called Cloud Paper, and they're doing bamboo toilet paper. And it's, it's interesting to see people hoarding things like toilet paper. Uh, but if, you know, people are looking for, I don't mean this to be a sales pitch or anything like that, but yeah, the, the Cloud Paper is pretty cool. Uh, we, we bought a box the other day, and it's been uh, 
it's been nice to have, uh, you know, not have to worry about going into the store and fighting people over, over rolls of toilet paper, which seem absolutely silly to me, but uh, I can certainly uh, understand it. I know. I've seen, I mean, I get texts on jokes on the toilet paper issue all the time. So it's called, this is good information. It's called cloud paper and the paper yeah. made out of bamboo. And can you order it on Amazon? Or you no, you go, it? it's, uh, yeah, you just order directly from them. It's cloudpaper.co. And uh, I think I paid, I have, I have a coupon somewhere. If ever, anybody wants to reach out to me, I'm happy to give a, a coupon code. But um, I think it's like 24 or $28 for 24 rolls, uh, which is a little bit more than what you pay. But it's free shipping. I got it within four days at my door. Uh, and it's a nice big box of 24 rolls of paper. And uh, it's amazing. Love it. My kids love it. My wife loves it. I love it. We feel good about you know not buying tea tree or you know uh our tree type of paper this is not it's you know bamboo so it's really it's really interesting yeah and and i was fascinated by what you just shared on the n95 is or is it the mass it's not in yeah is it is it called n95 it's called ao air uh it's five times more effective than an n95 mass which are those masks that you're seeing now the paper ones that, you know, there's a shortage, you know, hospitals are really clamoring to try to find them. Yeah. So did, so did this company just come out with it and do they have a production facility for it? Yeah. Unfortunately they, they've been around for about a year. They've been prototyping this. So obviously the crisis around the coronavirus has uh, put them in uh, scramble mode to try to get this thing out as quickly as possible. They have a couple of prototypes, uh, but yeah, they're, they're, they've taken pre-orders they're in the middle of trying to source another provider that can get these out to the masses faster than August. Uh, it's it's amazing. It's a pretty small team, I think five or six people. Uh, Dan, who is their CEO, is based out of uh, New Zealand, but comes to Portland very often. Um, but yeah, really cool team. Amazing the way it looks. To, so just to give you an idea of how beautiful these look, I know we can't you can't see them because this is a radio program. But these face masks were featured in the uh, New York Fashion Week. These models on the on the catwalk were wearing these masks while they were on the catwalk. So they're be- beautifully designed. So a lot of different resources coming from different people, and um, you know, I think uh, what what uh, what I've been trying to do is funnel people into one uh, place to try to find what they're looking for. And I think the bit.ly I gave earlier, if you just look up the uh, Duke school of business um, and the, or you just, uh, I think the hashtag is COVID-19 capital relief. Uh, you'll be able to find the link there, but within there uh, is just this enormous amount of information about grants and endowments and foundations that are focused on companies that are either directly involved in trying to solve the COVID-19 crisis or they're just businesses overall that need help uh, and getting a leg up. So there's a lot of information there. Uh, I would, if I was a business owner trying to figure out how I was going to survive, I would probably spend some time on the FBA website. Um, like I said, the disaster loan recovery uh, loan is, is a great resource for a lot of folks. It doesn't have a whole lot of strings attached um, but just be careful because what ends up happening, and I think a lot of founders don't get this, is they'll take one program because it's the thing that came out earlier 
and that precludes them from being uh, eligible for another program. So you just want to read the fine print. You want to understand, if I take this money, will it preclude me from being able to take money somewhere else? Because um, I think a lot of founders, um, they just they go in panic mode. They take the first thing they think is uh, is something they can offer, and then something pops up that might be a better opportunity. Yeah, that that's true what you're saying. And um, I think the best bet is going the SEC route. Um, I, I don't know, you know, what the limits are in terms of the size of your company. Well, I guess you'd have to be small business to do SBA. But um, uh, I think that that's great advice. And so, uh, so what I was actually alluding to a little bit ago was that time with all of these people, they we all want to help each other, and people are just sharing everything we know via email via text, articles on healthy eating, uh, alternatives. Uh, I was going to share on this lemon, warm water lemon to drink that. I was told it's really great. Uh, there was an article somebody sent me on that, the benefits of doing that. And um, even uh, I had somebody else share that if you take organic sesame oil, it's Viral and just take a, a gargle, but also take a, uh, uh, put it in your nose, you know. Uh, so, Q tip, and you know, just as a form of protection. So, I guess everybody is trying to pull together and as much information as possible that will help uh, all of us. Yeah. And, um, that uh, that's one good outcome of this um, that people are trying to be supportive of each other every way we we can through social media and um, and you know and like I said I try to stay away from too much of the negative um, and and so I don't look at social media or or TV but do look at anything that's good for our health or, you know, like the things that you just shared about that people are coming up with. Yeah. Be an opportunity to really come up with innovation that will help not only with this uh, pandemic, but other things. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think one of the things that uh, that I've been trying to maintain is some semblance of, of normalcy in that creating a schedule. So uh, I don't know if everybody has seen this, but uh, uh, Peloton is now offering 90 days free. And you don't have to have one of those expensive bikes or have one of those expensive mirrors you throw up on the wall. It's uh, It's just a digital platform that you can have on your phone or on your tablet and there's different scheduled classes. Um, so I, every morning at 7.30, there is a yoga class. And I'm not the yoga type, but I figured it's free. I'm going to try it out. Where am I going to go? So every morning at 7.30, I do this 45-minute yoga class through the Peloton app. And uh, it's helped uh, my health. I feel like I'm not eating as much. I feel like um, you know I'm not gaining the weight I thought it was going to gain, being cooped up at home all day and uh, locked in with all these kids and their junk food. But, uh, you know, I'm eating more fruits and vegetables. We, uh, I think we just had fish last night. So I think it's important for people who feel 
uh, cooped up to find things that, uh, that will, one, give them some structure. So finding uh, a way to uh, squeeze in some exercise, whether that's just walking around your block or, or doing a yoga class on a free Peloton or, or whatever it is, um, finding that normalcy is really going to help uh, get you through this crisis. Yes, and, and you know, and yesterday um, I had to do a Zoom meeting, and, of course, uh, Mark had asked me, hey, can you do a Zoom meeting? And I said, oh, Mark, I can't. I don't have my makeup on. My hair's not done. <laughs> but yesterday, but, but they want us to do one next week. I could. But yesterday we did have to do uh, a video this class, and I go, okay, I'm going to do my makeup. I'm going to do my hair. And it does kind of lift up your spirit to do those kinds of things, just like you said. Because yeah. I have to cancel my my um, athletic club membership or, yep. you know, put it on hold. And so it's good to kind of keep this kind of a routine and kind of by getting dressed up. Because you, literally, you can be in your pajamas all day. And then, uh, you know, sometimes you, you, you just have to perk up. Uh, you know, get, you know, dress, and particularly women who, you know, I like to put on makeup <laughs> and do my hair. So anyhow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's a show, and we didn't even know what we were going to talk about. I love it. This is great. I miss you dearly, Carmen. I'll be excited to be able to see you on the Zoom next week. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Carmen. It's, as always, it's wonderful talking to you. Thank you for listening to us okay. ramble on Thanks. for the last hour. Okay. Bye-bye. Happy weekend. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Yep. Have a good weekend. Bye, everybody. Support for today's episode comes from our friends at Ruby Receptionists. At Ruby, they've mastered the art of turning rings into relationships. Their team of remote receptionists answer all of your calls live as if they're right there in your office. Together, you and Ruby transform your phone into the sales engine it was meant to be. Start setting your business apart today. Visit callruby.com forward slash startup radio to sign up, or better yet, call them at 833-861-8100. And use promo code startupruby.